You're listening to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast with Tommy Kalonen, a proud member of the Dunham Audio Network. Welcome to the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast, where we talk to innovative artists, creative pastors, church planners, entrepreneurs, and people creating movements. Our goal is to inspire and equip you in ministry, music, and the marketplace. I'm your host, Tommy Urban D. Kalonen. Flavorfest family, what is going on? We are back with season two. This is actually episode uh, two of season two, but technically episode 17. And we got a brother on this show that everybody, if you've been around hip hop for any amount of time, like back in the day, you know this guy. You've seen his movies, uh, you've seen his music videos, you probably sang his song, you probably have done his kickstep. Yeah, so that gives it away right there. Uh, I'm talking about Christopher Play Martin of Kid and Play. And if you didn't know, like he's been a believer for a long time. Actually, I remember the first time I met Play was in 1999. I had just released my first album, national album, The Missing Element. And I was in Atlanta at, I think it was Hot 97. It was in a high rise downtown. And they had a holy hip-hop show on Sunday mornings, and so I was getting interviewed for my new album, and I was doing some concerts in Atlanta that weekend, and so I remember like walking into the studio, and I heard this voice, and this is 99, this is a minute ago, y'all, so this is like very much in that time when the House Party movies were just a few years before that, and I heard this voice that I recognized, and I'm like, that sounds like an Outcomes Walking play. And he comes up to me, daps me up, gives me a hug, and I'm like, yo, it's, it's an honor to meet you. He's like, yo, man, it's an honor to meet you. I, I heard about your youth ministry and your music and what you're doing down in Florida, and uh, it's incredible. And I was just like, I, I, was, I was fanboying a little bit, man. I, I got to be real. But uh, anyways, that was the beginning of uh, a friendship, real friendship that began to form. And so we connected Uh, Many times over the years on the phone and then at different events. And then I think it was 2008 was the first time that he actually came to Crossover Church. And uh, he's been multiple times since then. And he's even been at Flavor Fest. Some of you guys may have met him at Flavor Fest or remember him. I'm sure we're going to have him come back again. But So we got to connect with him today and just see what he's been up to during this crazy year. So let's go directly to my conversation with Play. Play, what's going on, man? Good to have you on the podcast today, bro. It's a pleasure. Thank you for the invite. I'm I'm sincerely and truly humbled. So hello to you and all your peoples. But uh, thank you and happy like Groundhog's Day. Today is Thursday. Uh, yes, it is, sir. Okay, happy Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it's good to see you, bro. I know we've talked on the phone during this pandemic, but it's good to see your face, man. And you got a fresh haircut today, too, man. Yeah, man, I've been Wolfman in it, and it's been feeling good. I mean, I've been, and, you know, I've been finishing up this documentary that I've been working on for literally over five years. I, I feel kind of comfortable to say six, but one of the great things that, if that's possible, to come out of this pandemic situation is giving us, if I may say, the opportunity to do things that normally we're too busy to either finish yeah. or to do. So that's one of the, the good things that um, has been happening is for me to be able to 
not be on anybody else's plane right now or anybody's hotel room. I love home. I love home. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, with God's grace, mercy, and generosity to give me the necessary tools to be able to to do some things that are very therapeutic for me. Yeah. Yeah, people might not think that, you know, being that they remember, you know, you from Kid and Play and the house party movies and think right. like, oh man, he's this big, you know, extrovert. But, you know, really like you're you're more chill, you're more quiet, even when we've hung out before and you've been here at Crossover. Um, I mean, you'll you'll go and be around people and say what's up, but you're more just like behind the scenes, ready to go back and, and chill, e even in this space right here, come back to my office. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's so funny because I thought I was that guy, but one of the things that's been revealed to me in this very precious time, it depends on how you look at it and, you know, who where you're at on, on in, in this time in history and, and who you have a relationship with. And there's been some unpeeling, some revelations, some insights, mm. some stuff that just, you know, you totally forgot about. And one of those things being is like, when I look back at that and being honest with myself, I didn't know what to compare it to, you know, to, to put it beside, but, you know, looking, realizing this and realizing that, I realized how uncomfortable I basically was before the sake of doing what you thought you're supposed to do and behave and your swag and your demeanor, you know, and I don't regret any of those things. It was part of my process. Yeah. But now that I've been, you know, thoroughly introduced to this type of way I could choose to live or enjoy my life, I, I really truly do. And maybe I wouldn't feel that way if I didn't experience any of those things. So I have something to compare it to, but I'm way more comfortable this way uh, than I am when I had to be concerned about having the latest sneakers, the latest yeah. gear, you know, just keeping up with the Joneses, you know? So, you know, not to down that, those that are in that place, it, it, can, it can maybe do you well in regards to what your testimony and stuff will be. But for me, I've had the blessing to, to, to experience different ways to live and to have a relationship with the Lord and um, realize, and I've known it for quite some time that I'm pretty much the homebody. You know, I like doing laundry. That's something, <laughs> if someone was asking me, name something people don't know about you. I get off, well, excuse that term, but on doing laundry, <laughs> I really do. I mean, I can't stand dirty clothes and stuff being around. I can't, you will not find a dirty dish in my sink but I like doing laundry. It's something about that. Not the ironing, not so much, but laundry, yeah. So you got a you clean know. bachelor's pad. It's clean, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Him and his dog, buddy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. listen, man, I know a lot of us, we've discovered, you know, even new things about ourselves during this, during this pandemic, and we've all right. been in this same storm, but we're on different boats. And so I know when we were talking, um, it's, a, it's impacted all of us differently, but... I know for you, you were still traveling quite a bit. You were touring. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, like a lot of artists, when pandemic hit, all that shut down. It closed. There, you know, just now some some shows and tours are starting to kick back up on a real small, you know, socially distanced scale and stuff like that. But experimental shows. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. uh so just share share with the people, man, like how God has maybe like sustained you surprised you, did something. I know he surprised all of us in some ways, but what's kind of been your story um, in these last 12 months? Well, it was interesting how it happened. You know, it's like at the end of February this year, it was officially a year. It was actually a year 
that I was in LA and I was in LA doing advanced screenings for my documentary and I danced at all the colleges and some of the big uh, theatrical uh, and film schools and stuff like that out in LA. And um, all of a sudden over the TV, cause I'm a big CNN, MSNBC, I'll tune into Fox just to see perspectives and hear news. And all of a sudden this thing, pandemic, COVID-19. And like shortly after being conscious or aware of that news, I wasn't feeling well, you know, and I was having, I, you know, your body at the age I am. And most of us, we know our body and I'm feeling symptoms that aren't normal. I'm coughing a lot. That's not what goes along when I have a fever or a cold and some other mm -hmm. symptoms. And I'm getting concerned because at all these universities and colleges and places where I did these showings, you know, I'm shaking hands and brother hugging and, you know, everything you do when you're taking pictures and all that stuff. And I started to get worried and I had like two days left before it was time for me to head back home. And um, I was I was miserable. It was like I braced myself for probably one of the worst flights from L.A. heading back to the East Coast, five hours of travel, plus the particular airport I chose to go to to return back home. And I still had like a two hour drive to get home. So I'm trying to get a mask and that was hard to find. And finally, at the, the exit, right before the airport, I took a chance to go to um, a uh, Walmart to see if they had masks there. They looked at me like I was crazy because they were all <laughs> sold out of masks. And I just asked them, I said, does it happen to be a hospital anywhere around me? Because I had a friend, dinner with a friend the night before. And she said, did you think to check at a hospital? And I walked in and through the emergency room and saw a brother and said, dude, I'm getting ready to do some serious travel. I really feel I need a mask. He didn't even say a word. I don't even think he knew who I was. And I like that was important. But he just went to his desk and pulled out a whole box of masks. Like, take as many as you please. I took three. Beautiful. So, yeah, so when I got home, I was laid out on my back for quite a while. But what was so interesting was I was also mentally getting prepared for another tour. We had just finished touring, uh, Kid and I, prior to me doing those advanced showings. And it was time for another one. And... Um, when that news happened and everything shut down, I'm going to keep it 100, uh, continue to keep it 100. I was glad, you know, because it gave me, I know it's home. Yeah, and I'm it's the not introvert side. Well. Yeah, you Chill. know what I'm saying? It's like paradise for me being the recluse that I can be. And, um, you know, so th that, that I didn't take it the way others took it. And I think I was part of many of us who didn't think it was going to take as long as it's still taken. Yeah. You know, there was we a thought like two weeks, we'll, we'll shut yeah, down well, for a little I was bit, we'll be it, back. I, I, in my actuality, me being the thinker, overanalyzing person I can be, I'm giving it six months or more, but that's because I wanted it to be that long. So <laughs> I didn't have to worry about traveling and stuff. And man, um, it, it was, uh, I think one of the things with us as human nature, we were, subconsciously and consciously into the novelty of it. I think a lot of people were looking forward to being home. We have an excuse now, you know, to watch things on TV, to binge watch, to spend time with people you think you love or you actually love and all of that. <laughs> but all of this to actually say, it reminded me of a game as a child I think we all can remember. And this particular game had an interesting, I had an interesting relationship with it. It was exciting, but at the same time, it was kind of traumatizing to me on a mild sense. And that game was musical chairs. Yeah. And the thing about musical chairs was I, as a little boy, a little shorty, I was, I think I was unusually fearful of 
not being able to get into a chair when the music stopped. Mm -hmm. And what we're going through now on a personal, less lighthearted sense, I think it caught a lot of people off guard because we were taking, you know, uh, maybe our jobs for granted, people for granted, situations for granted mm -hmm. where you just knew that paycheck was next week or this yeah. thing, it's just project you're working on or whatever. It's like the music stopped. Yeah. And, um, you know, without, without getting into stuff that I know about, you know, many others in this entertainment business, it really caught people off guard. Yeah. You know, you are counting on that next tour, depending on it, that next gig, that next movie mm -hmm. uh, production, all of that. And even for other people in other walks and occupations in life, so, you know, that it's interesting how when it's time and to hear the testimonies that will be revealed from popular people and not so popular people, it's going to be amazing to see the custom, unique, custom tailor-made work God did with individuals on such a broad, with such a broad stroke called a pandemic or COVID-19, you know? Yeah. So one thing that's, that's, uh, that, that I've always seen about you that's impressed me is you've learned to follow God's voice and, and really kind of go against the grain of the industry. Uh, because I know we've, we've talked on multiple different occasions where you would call me and bounce stuff off of me and ask for a prayer and advice and different opportunities that would pop up that a lot of other people would just jump on. But you were always like, man, I need to pray about this. And there's many things that, <clears throat> that you even turned down because you just didn't feel like it was what God had for you to do. And, you know, sometimes people would be like, you crazy. Like, why aren't you going to take this opportunity? And you're like, yeah. it's just not, it's just, it's just not for me. And so I think sometimes as humans, and especially those of us that are uh, listening to this podcast and watching this right now, a lot of us are leaders. And many times, you know, we're looking for the other doors to open so we can influence other people and help other people. And, and, but sometimes God, you know, is like, wait a minute, not now or not this. I have something else for you. I haven't revealed what that something else is yet, but I'm telling you, it's not this. And right. sometimes, you know, we can settle for good when God is great for us, you know? Yeah. So, so just share a little bit with the people, man, like some of that process with you, how you've learned to follow God's voice, even through those difficult times when you have even had to say no. Well, I thank you for, for complimenting what it looked like on the outside. You know, you said at the beginning <laughs> of that in regards to, you know, my faithfulness, I guess, and obedience. But it's very much easier said than done. Uh, I have to give, you know, of course, all the glory and the credit to the comforter, you know, the Holy Spirit, because, you know, a, a, a nice chunk of my life was when I didn't go against, when I did go against my conscience only to learn that that conscious was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So there was a price to pay for it. Now there's a history. You know, there's something to, to look back on when you're tempted with those things. Like, remember the last time, you know? Mm. And just to be in a situation where it's like, you know better, you know, because of experience and the intimate history and relationship you have with him, you know his voice because you, oh, the last time I heard that, or the last time this kind of situation happened and I was feeling this way or certain kind of things were happening, signs and wonders, so to speak, that it's like, you know, I don't want to go through that again. Like, I did. it's not worth the uh, the chaos. It's not worth yeah. The, yeah. the lack of peace 
Um, I like something Dr. A.R. Bernard said uh, one time, and I heard him a couple of times, good friend, is that you can have success without God, but you cannot enjoy it without him. And I never mm. forgot that, you know, and then coupled with the experience of that. So for me, there's a lot of been there, done that, have the T-shirt, a lot of quench thirst has been quenched, a lot of itches have been scratched. So it's one thing when you're motivated because you don't know you've been deceived or, or mis misinterpreted something that mm -hmm. seems to come across as the answer or success or whatever. But for me, you know, I, I know a lot. And, you know, a motto of mine is I might not be able to tell you what to do at times, but I can show enough be able to tell you what not to do. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the, 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 that's me being a person of conviction. You know, that's the best way I can, I can put it. Thank you, Lord. That's good. And I think all of us as leaders, you know, the Holy Spirit, the comforter is there to tap us on the shoulder in those moments. And listen, the enemy is going to try to target us because we're leaders and influencers. And many right. of us that are watching this, we have platforms. It's going to try mm -hmm. to target us with temptation in the mm -hmm. areas where we're weak. So one of the things I always say to people is like, like, think that out and play it out. So if you, yeah. if you, uh, if you say yes to this temptation and you mm -hmm. fall for it, Yes, it might be sin is fun. That's why we do it, right? If yeah. you fall into that moment, maybe it's, you know, a couple of minutes or maybe it's, you know, some, an event or something you do. Just think about, play out how that's going to impact other people potentially. The consequences. What the, what, yeah. what the consequences, consequences would be, not only for yourself, but how it would affect others yep. and the ripple effect. I, exactly, you know. Yeah, exactly. weigh, weigh it out. So I always say, like, listen, if I cheated on my wife, been married to my wife. You know, we just celebrated play 25 years, man. Can you believe it, bro? Woo! So if, if I cheated on my wife, to think about how that's going to impact her, my children, yeah. the rest of my family, uh, yeah. my church that looks up to me as a spiritual leader and trusts me, right? Yeah. And then all the other people that follow what I do. <clears throat> and so, you know, you, you play all that out and you're like, oh my goodness, like, this would and and we've watched it happen with so many other leaders, yeah, spiritual yeah. leaders and people of influence. That uh, even during the pandemic, there's been some well-known church leaders that have fallen, and it's just like, man, think about the consequences, right? So that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, I want to talk for a minute about let, let's talk about church folks for a second, and mm -hmm. um, that was something uh, really fun that we got to do together. And mm -hmm. I would have never dreamt or imagined, man, like, let me just have a minute here, bro. As I was watching House Party to think like, someday I'm going to act with that guy, right? Wow. Someday, actually, I got to say this too, man. Someday I'm going to baptize that guy. You know, the honor <laughs> and privilege to baptize you back yeah, in Yeah, I just uh, saw those pictures. They, 2015. Uh, I was looking for some pictures on my phone and I uh, didn't realize that those pictures were way up in the in the in in my, on my picture thing so i just saw those pictures a couple of days ago from yeah, that man. that was thank you epic moment man special moment glad i was able to be a part of it but mm -hmm. um but anyways man I, so i got an email from um a film film guy that that attends our church from time to time and right. uh my daughter has done a couple of films with him in the past and uh i actually had one small part you know and so i checked it off my bucket list okay i was in a movie cool i, I played a right. parole officer in two little scenes it, it was fun it was cool but never mm -hmm. aspired to really do anything else acting necessarily and uh, mm -hmm. so i get this email and he says hey man i'm doing this uh pilot for a tv show called church folks 
and play is going to be in it. And I actually had connected them with you and, you know, have this small part. If you want to do it, it's like an associate pastor. I think you could, Mm -hmm. you know, do it. So at first, you know, I was like, I'm really busy. I don't know. But then I was like, but plays in it, man. I'm going to be able to see my boy. We're going to be able to catch up a little bit. We don't get to hang out that often. Let me come in here and steal some scenes if I can. (laughs) Scene stealing. So uh, anyways, uh, so I said yes to it, went to the pilot. It was like a two-day shoot. And little did I know, I got duped, man. Like, I was there day two. You were mm-hmm. only there day one, so I didn't even get to see you. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, that's right. That's right. That On the was pilot. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about I'm that. I'm texting yeah. you like, oh, man, you already gone? Like, yeah, yeah, man, I was just here yesterday. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, but I, so I did my part. I was honestly, man, to be real, I was a little nervous. I mean, I've been in front of the camera a lot. Uh, I did some the, acting club, back you know in high saying? school. Um, yeah. I've hosted a TV show. But this is different when you're acting, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was a, I was a little nervous and, um, you know, but it went really well. And I started to kind of just get in the groove and the flow and was having fun. They're like, oh, man, this was really mm-hmm. great. We want to throw you in this scene. And can you add lib over here? And right. so I ended up getting kind of like thrown into a couple of different scenes. And one other real funny story, man, about, about that first day I went to film the pilot is Dorian Wilson was there, you know. Uh, from Professor Ogilvy. The Parkers. The Parkers, OB, right? A lot of different things. So I see him, I meet him, we're shaking hands, and I'm like, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy from? And he's playing the lead pastor. That's his role. So I'm thinking right. like, and, and he kind of like played the role well. So I'm like, what church is he a pastor at? He's a real pastor, right. I think, maybe. Has, has Have I been to his church? Has he been to Flavor Fest? And mm-hmm. so I just couldn't place it where I knew him from. So we're acting in all these scenes together, um, like directly uh, having dialogue and everything. And it, it was flown. Mm-hmm. It was good. So at the end of when we finished it, it's a wrap. Everyone wanted pictures with him. And somebody wow. said, oh, man, Professor Ogilvy. And then I was like, yo. It was a That's moment, how I know this dude. And then yeah. I'll be honest, play. I was so glad that I didn't recognize him earlier because I would have been shook. That's like yeah, acting with him, I would have been, been yeah. like, uh, you know. Yeah, that so, can happen. But I did it, and I feel like okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyways, long story short, man, uh, the church folks ended up getting uh, uh picked up, and we ended up shooting a a, a season, a six episode season. And I ended up being a, a a major one of the major roles in it. <laughs> you know, they wrote me yeah. into every episode. I was able to act with you, like for real, this time. Yeah. And uh, so, man, that was a lot of fun. And uh, so, I wanted to say thank you, man, because I'm part of it. I was really part of it because you were in it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it because plays in it. Hey, man, to God be the glory, and you know whatever I can be used for, because you know uh, Dion and I had been going back and forth. Uh, quite a while for uh, for a project that was before that one. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a movie. And, um, you know, we went through some interesting situations that the Lord had me look at it in a different way where any other way I could have, I could have embraced it <coughs> very worldly. Yeah. And about me. And um, again, because of being prayerfully a man of conviction, and the comforter of bringing to mind other situations that were kind of like that, those kind of dynamics. And what's that thing they say about the definition of insanity? Insanity is when you expect something to you, turn out different. Yeah, you, you, you do the not, same thing you know, and expect different it. results. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's where I've been with the Lord. It's like, 
leaving room for him and doing stuff that isn't so familiar. And like it says in the Bible, which is really powerful, lean not into your own understanding, mm -hmm. you know, especially when it comes to getting wealth. I think that's what it speaks of prior to that verse. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with me. Um, but the thing is, is that some of the series of events that took place could have been a situation where I wouldn't have been in church folks, but I, I heard a, I heard his still small voice yeah. and wanted to give it a shot. Plus it was in a moment of me experiencing and living through my bucket list situation because of other films and projects I've been in, you know, it was always me in a duo type situation and also more of a, a cushion, so to speak, a, mm -hmm. a leaning on situation, whether it be with other people or whatever. So for me, you know, during those times of house party class act and television stuff and all of that, some very um, respectable people would come to me and say, listen, have you ever thought about doing some acting on your own and serious acting? And I was approached about some, uh, in regards to some very well-known movies, but my thing was my loyalty to what we call now the brand. And this situation would be kid and play. Yeah. So fast forward to where we're at today, and here's this 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 question of like, I wonder what would have been, or I wonder how I feel like to have a different mindset in regards to being in this entertainment community. Mm -hmm. So, Dion Cole, who we're talking with Gibson. I'm sorry, Dion Gibson, uh, the director and the visionary of Church Folks, uh, approached me, and his timing was good because I was in that that curiosity thing. But one thing I did want to do, and I still feel the same way as I continue on my journey is I don't want to take it too seriously. I want to have fun with it. Yeah. That's all yeah. I want to do. I want to have fun. And I thank God I'm in a place in life where I can have fun with it and don't have to be in a situation where it makes or breaks me. And at the same time, when the Lord instructs you, who I consider my manager, my agent, my lawyer, my accountant, yeah. when he instructs you to give or to sow a seed, Sometimes it, it is monetarily, but there's others to us than just money. It's our time, yeah. words of edifying, yep. you know, all kinds of things our we talent. can do. So in that situation, I felt sowing a seed of my person for mm -hmm. whatever it's worth that he felt of value that I'm like, okay, I won't go through all the stuff that you normally would go through with an agent and this is how much it's going to be. And it's like, you know, within reason, you know, help make, this person's vision happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But that's awesome, man. Thank you for doing that. And um, I just found out a few days ago that the show is nominated for TV show of the year uh, at the Christian International Film Festival. Amen. Um, and the other part that shocked me, I told you this on the phone the other day, right. was I was nominated <laughs> as actor of the year. And I'm like, what? Like, what, what's that thing that we uh, crazy. our Christianese talking? You know, won't he do it? You know, won't he do it? Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah. Yes, he will. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, speaking of like acting, uh, if you could talk about this a little bit, there's also something else. So, so we filmed church folks like before the pandemic started. And by the yeah. way, we are supposed to be doing a season two. If some of you mm -hmm. guys are wondering that have seen it, we're supposed to be working on that later this summer, coming out this mm. fall, hopefully, so stay tuned. But there's been some other uh, stuff that's developed with some film stuff during the pandemic. So if you can share a little bit about that and let the cat out of the bag a little bit. Well, you know, uh, for me, um, I love documentaries because documentaries to me are a nice hybrid of being entertained 
and usually being able to learn something. Uh, I like the fact, I mean, I believe that anything that's going to take over an hour of your time or hour and a half of your time, I don't think you should be the same person you was starting to watch it and being the same person you were after you watch it. Yeah. Some nugget or something should be added to you. And that's what I think the job or the purpose or the assignment of a documentary should be. Excuse me, that's just me. So I've been working on a documentary that I've been very passionate about, but it's interesting because like I said, I'm in this mind frame of, you know, hey, bucket list, you know, yeah. and working with Dion and you guys and stuff was crazy cool. But then, um, you know, minding my own business, I, I, I have specifically, I won't say I told him this, but I definitely give the impression to my representation that I'm not interested or I'm not interested in them out there going out of their way to talk people into me or to beg or whatever you want to call it. If it happens, it happens. So I sowed a seed in church folks, look forward to continue working with such great people and talent and great minds. Um, but, you know, maybe that's the seed and what that may lead to. But I'm not desperate or hungry yeah. necessarily in a wrong way. So I, I get uh, contacted and um, very well-known producer and uh, 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 mover and shaker in Hollywood, whatever you call it. He's definitely one of the man, if not the man, is Will Packard. So he reached mm -hmm. out to me about a recurring role on a new series that he has on BET. It started out on BET Plus, but now it's been uh, very successful and they've been showing season one on regular BET, but the season two that I'm introduced in will come out, uh, I think it's like April, but I have a recurring role and um, it's called Bigger and um, not like church folks, it's, it's, it's different. It's very worldly, very secular, but it's about the, it's about the truth and the facts of what uh, particular people in particular places in life go through. It's about uh, these young people who are college graduates and now it's time for them to embark in life and find their way. So in it, you know, without getting too much into it, I'm just very uh, excited about the possibilities. But behind the scenes, what was so interesting was a return to something that I hadn't done in a minute, a full blown out um, uh, major budget production. Yeah. And it's taking place during the pandem pandemic but, you know, because of the situation we're still in and what we were going through there, they had such a budget where they had COVID police. You know, <laughs> you would have thought you were going to a nuclear plant in regards to just how secure and safe the, the COVID police had to be and then being on top of us as the talent yeah. in regards to where we needed to be, if we weren't doing anything, how to behave and what we needed to do and covering and stuff like this. Got tested every three days. Uh, mm -hmm. I know it might be hard for some people, but yeah, I started getting used to them touching the back of my head through uh, my nose. I don't like, like it. You know, I don't like it. <laughs> and that was like that was like two months. So you know, I got used to it. I I've been told, and maybe it's because of everything I've been through physically uh, as well as emotionally, as I have a pretty high tolerance for pain. Needles and stuff don't bother me. My whole mm -hmm. attitude is let's just get it over with. So with all that being said, is it was just interesting to return back to a place that would normally be a lot of fun. You'd have visitors come, family, you know, to come to yeah. the set. None of that. It was strange. Um, <laughs> only with so much frac, frac, fracking, whatever you call it, you could do. 
um, and stuff like that. So it's it's a different world, you know. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, really beautiful. And with me having this new head, so to speak, and agenda mm -hmm. in my heart and in my life, you know, seeing things very differently because just being quiet and listening to the cast when we would all be in our our um, what do you ever call it? Our seats and stuff. What are those things called? Uh, uh, our chairs. I know what you're talking about. The, the, the tall chairs with the... Yeah, with the, yeah, yeah. All sitting yeah. And while they're refixing, doing the lights and resetting the yeah. scene. And just being quiet and just hearing everyone. And that tickled me because, you know, I'm the OG. The OG. You know, you know and it's just really, really funny to hear what once was me mm -hmm. in them. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, that that was interesting. It's interesting when you have a, a get to a certain place. Not saying better than others, we all have yeah. our levels, our places with the Lord. How much of a friend and a sense of humor he has, because it's like he'll be like in a way I, I get it, and I think hopefully others do too, or in their way. It's like you kind of hear him going, "Hey, check this out," you know, like a friend would do, or you whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. and you know you 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 you. you you check out what he wants you to check out or hear and see. And then sometimes it's not for you to speak on. You know, it's just something between mm -hmm. him and you that is like a little humorous, uh, harmless moment or seeing him at work in a person or whatever and just witnessing it and just knowing that it's him. You know, it's just it's just beautiful and it's amazing. And I can't stop praising him for having such an abundant life in regards to experiencing a God that's not a God of second chances, he's a God of many chances. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you. That's good, man. Well, I can't wait to see see you on the screen, man, and, and, and all these I, I multiple know. things I, you're you working know, I'm, on. I, my thing is, if I'm going to be serious about it, and, and I am to a certain degree, I, it's funny because after you and I got off the phone yesterday, I get a, uh, <laughs> I get a text uh, from a director that I knew and worked with sometime doing some phenomenal stuff out of Arizona and get offered a, 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 a movie role in a suspense thriller, you know? So, <laughs> but uh, I'm not that, I don't know how I feel about that because he wants to shoot in the midst of all of this. And I realize the world supposedly, cities and stuff are open. I get it, businesses, mm -hmm. eco economy and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I do the Gideon thing. And like I did with Bigger um, was the fact of like, put the fleece out there and Lord, don't mean to bother yeah. you, but yeah. this is for me. Can you make the fleece dry and make the ground wet? I'll chill. <laughs> yep. And then you really push it. Uh, okay, this time, can you make the ground wet and the fleece dry? You know, the opposite of that. And even the relationship Abraham had with, um, not Abraham, um, was it Abraham? Yeah, it was Abraham. Uh, dealing with Sodom and Gomorrah. It was that Abraham, right? When he went to go get his uh, yes. uh, nephew Lot. Yep. Yeah, just the conversation. I don't know how many people got that when he's talking to him. It's like, if 25 people are good, yep. will you not? And then it's he kept, kept going people. down, kept you know, going kept down. Going, but that's a, that's a conversation with someone you can... I know for him it felt a little awkward you get, as you read it, but still for him to feel comfortable enough to be able to just have that kind of intimate conversation mm -hmm. and maybe talk his friend out of, you know, just destroying everybody. You know, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, man, thank you for jumping on with us today and, and sharing a little bit of your heart. Um, last thing I want to ask you is tell everybody about the, the dance documentary. I got an opportunity to watch it um, at USF when you screened it 
mm-hmm. when you came here to Tampa uh, a couple right. years back. And uh, it was amazing, man. It brought up a lot of old memories and nostalgia because, you know, I was around back in the 90s watching all these music videos and, and never really even put, I'll be honest, I, I never even put all the pieces together to right. think about those dancers that were in multiple videos that had so much talent. And so for you to highlight them and tell their story was, mm-hmm. was really special, man. Well, that's a blessing to me because, you know, I'm at that place in life where I don't need or necessarily want because it's like kicking a bad drug habit. You know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I want to go ahead and say that I'm a recovering addict uh, of approval addiction. Mm. So for me, I don't need for anyone to say, oh, you did a great job with Fantastic or whatever. The thing that will make me happy and know I did my work is when someone does what you just did and says, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's all I need to hear. I'm mm-hmm. good. But this is a piece I've been working on for quite some time. It's been my therapeutic piece, my labor of love, because, you know, I've been working on this for like over, I want to go ahead and say six or over six years. Uh, but the thing about it is that um, because of the travel and because trying to find all these people that have been spread out all over the place, and it's amazing how God works, but it just so happens a lot of those places. Kid and I were touring. We were happy to go to those cities mm-hmm. to make those arrangements. And um, so I just wanted to fill in another part of the culture that gets overlooked. Um, uh, people know the dance moves. They kind of know the faces, but they don't know the stories. And it is amazing. And I feel so um, uh, humbled and honored that these people, I was, it was an idea I was sitting on and pregnant with, no offense to you ladies, but just in a man's way. Uh, uh, pregnant with for a while, but I didn't think the dancers would be open to it because I didn't know how, you know, secretive or not secretive or personal it would have been. But once mm-hmm. they heard and the word got out, I was doing it. It was it was very, very easy to do. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be available on a world home premiere. Uh, matter of fact, a matter of fact, on your daughter's birthday, April 29th, yes. which is actually International Dance Day. Look and that. that when I'm going to do the world home premiere and it's going to be absolutely free because it was mm. never about making money in the first place. I just wanted to do it as a thank you. Uh, my reason to go down like you did go down memory lane and en- enjoy some things. If you're looking for controversy, wrong documentary to look at. Yeah. It's just a celebration of these people, mm-hmm. the culture, the music the feel-good experience that we will probably never see again in the late 80s yep. into the 90s, and just to be a blessing. Again, I'm on that tour right now. So I'm just real excited about that. But again, it's going to be free. It's called And I Danced. And you, you, people will hear about it, and I'll definitely let you know to let your people know. But uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm really ha- I'm, I'm happy. I, I have joy, and I, I, thank, I thank him greatly and humbly, you know. To That's be able great. to do it. I can't wait. You know, I've become, you know, you've watched my growth. I've become a tech geek, especially yeah, in yeah, cinematography. Man. Yeah. So it's like my home is even a home. I'm looking literally at four cameras on tripods right now in my living room. Yeah. So I have no social life. You, know? you have all your all your different lenses and yet yeah, that suitcase full of lenses, yeah. man. I and was it like it feels good to experience what I've experienced, like we all can probably attest to. When you've done so much, it gets to a point, and some people get into a real scary place with that, mm-hmm. where they feel like life is over and it can go to an extreme. But I was at that place. I'm like, what else is left? Yeah. So because I knew how to act 
but in this case, I actually know some things, uh, apertures and ISOs and all of that stuff, lenses away, and it just feels so good to know something and to have a purpose. So I'm truly grateful, truly, truly grateful for that, you know? That's good. I think the nugget there for leaders that are listening, that last nugget, that was good, man, that every season of our leadership and our influence and our platform, there can be different roles and God yeah. can switch it around. So even if your acting role and that season comes to a close, what do I do now? Or like an athlete is no longer yeah. in the league anymore. What do I do now? Like, like mm. God has something more for you. And so be open to what God has next. And sometimes yeah. he brings some of those things back around or sometimes yeah. it's just brand new things, but it's an adventure, man, every day with the Lord. That message and lesson came to me really early in my conscious walk with the Lord when it was uh, it, the, the scripture that talks about Jesus when he dealt with Peter and being a fisherman of men. And it might have been Dr. Bernard, but I've known so many great preachers. It might have been out of your mouth because uh, you're among them in my life, is that, you know, when it's time for you to do what you've done for the Lord, like mm -hmm. he used the example, whoever spoke this, spoke of Peter, he said, when Peter became a fisherman of men, the Lord did enter his life for him to change his occupation and to be a doctor now or to be a carpenter. He was a fisherman and mm -hmm. an expert one because that's what he had been doing all his life before meeting the Lord. Now you take that skill you've learned, just like how, um, what's that one when you're dealing with even Joseph being a second in demand in Egypt, all that time he spent there, that seemed like it was crazy. He was learning the culture mm -hmm. of that nation. So that when it's time for him to be the most powerful, second most powerful person, he knew the culture, he knew the language. I think with him, with his brothers, he spoke a language to his people, the yeah. slaves, yeah. that the brothers didn't understand. Mm -hmm. But he spoke that, like he knew that, he had to know that from time. So when it was time for Peter to, to be a fisherman of men, he applied what he knew from being a fisherman to apply it to what his purpose was now gonna be. So for me, uh, prayerfully, it's the same thing, not necessarily in the same thing that people knew me of, but to take that and to do some things in another area of it that, you know, may be needed, you know, so all of that. So, but I do want to say this in closing, I felt led this morning and I, I, I didn't mean it to come out of my mouth a few seconds ago that on my social networking thing, which, you know, I'm not crazy about, um, <laughs> I'm in and out very rarely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I felt led. And I, I just want to repeat that to say to whoever needs to hear it. I just put up a black box with words in it. And at the top of it in my comment, it says, hey, please, in capital letters, don't give up. Mm. That's all I felt led to say and just trusted him on whoever that was for. And as I've looked back to see, you know, the response to it, evidently, and some people actually said in the kind was like, that message was very timely. So as yeah. me being a, a, a mouth, a mouthpiece for our Lord, excuse me, you know, whoever needs to hear that. Yes. He's talking to you. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. It's been a tough year for leaders. And so you heard it right there from Christopher play Martin. Like that's a word from the Lord. Don't give up play, man. Could you go ahead and pray for us, man? As we just kind of close out this session, pray for the, mm. the leaders and everybody, the artists, everyone that's watching this. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, the living Christ, and with the comfort and the presence of the Holy Spirit, thank you for this day that you truly have made. I don't know what everyone particular needs, and sometimes I don't even know what I need, but I thank you that you do. 
And I thank you for a way when there is no way, especially when we're in the way. And that way is Jesus, the living Christ. Right now, we're in a time that some people will call uncertainty. But for those that are believers, we're not uncertain. It just gives us an opportunity to build and exercise our faith. Yeah. Another season in our life because we are actually living. I don't think we actually get it. And sometimes I forget it. We are living through history. Mm. We are gener several generations who have saw footage and, and learned in schools and sometimes, unfortunately, out of schools, things that have gone on as far as the civil rights movement and so many things that have happened with other cultures and ethnic groups or whatever. But now we're in a time where we have the opportunity to see you at work yes. and to be able to see, unfortunately, the purging of what probably needs to take place, the reset perhaps. But I thank you for myself and my family and my friends and everyone watching right now, the opportunity for your salvation, for the custom, unique, custom-made way that you're going to save so many. We say it as if it is so, because it is so. Mm. And we thank you for your manna, and we thank you for your quail. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, and we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Thank you for friendships. Thank you for edifiers. Thank you for you, and thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. And we're asking for your peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. And can we can you sprinkle that with an overabundance of joy? But first and foremost, we ask and we need and we want you. So thank you for this kind of dialogue, this kind of fellowship that is so priceless. And thank you, thank you, thank you. If I had a thousand tongues, a million tongues, it wouldn't be enough to say thank you and to praise you. And please anoint each and every one out there with your presence, with your comfort, with your strength, with your confidence, with your peace, with your joy, with your generosity. And thank you for the breakthroughs and thank you for something we don't, a word I know I haven't heard that much and maybe others haven't either. Miracles. Miracles, Lord God. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Great conversation with Christopher Play Martin. And hey guys, if you enjoyed this, if you could do me a huge favor and and like it, um, put a comment if you're listening to this on a podcast platform. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Share this with some other people. We want to continue to help other leaders out there win. Uh, pastors, church planners, artists, entrepreneurs, people that are creating movements and changing culture. That's why we do this podcast to try to bring different voices to inspire you and equip you in music, ministry, and the marketplace. So definitely check that out. Hey, and I've created a bunch of resources for leaders. So if you go over to translationleadership.com, um, translation with a Z, you know how we do. Um, there's a lot of different courses that I've created for people in ministry. There's even a course that me and my wife recently did uh, about marriage and how to have a healthy marriage as we just celebrated 25 years. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, we got married when we were like 12. But anyways, go ahead and check out translationleadership.com. There's some great tools, great resources there. And last thing, if you guys are a pastor or you are a church planner and you're listening to this, I do a monthly um, innovation gathering. It's really like a coaching network for pastors and church planners. It's called the Innovative Pastors Network. And just sharing 
innovation that Crossover Church is doing to help you guys win and level up, stuff that we're doing right now in the middle of a pandemic or coming out of a pandemic, stuff that's working, ways that we're winning, and we want to share that with you guys. And so you can also get information for that and sign up at translationleadership.com. Be a part of that. You'll get an innovation box. Uh, it's on my social media, on IG as well, on my link tree. But, uh, but hey, guys, uh, tune in. We'll be back real soon with another episode of the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Until then, I'm out. Thanks for tuning into the Flavor Fest Urban Leadership Podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at UrbanD813 and at Flavor Fest. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace and God bless.